Yo, this is still shopping, still, still shopping, still a place with black excellence meet black mediocrity. You already know today's is this is a goodie. You've been here before. Probably was the same day. Probably was yesterday, but you've been here before. <laughs> but I got my um my king with me, my boy Shell. You know, I met him um at Enterprise at an MLK event, ironically, and um it's kinda it's kinda funny during during these times where we at, I met him at an MLK event. What I'm saying so, we, we can definitely speak on different avenues there, but I'm gonna let him introduce himself. Yeah, what's good, y'all? My name is Shell. Uh, I go by Shelter as well, that's my artist name. Uh, look out for Hyper Kane Group, that's my LOC. All right, we're about to take over. All right, send me that two in the gram on the follow or like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, shout out to Shelter, he, he got it, you feel me? So, everybody follow his socials, I got all the socials out. Mm -hmm. You feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Very true. Wonderful Queen J. Cherry. Uh, hold on, Jay Sharif. You gonna say it? Say it I, right. I like it. I like the Come cherry. Nah. Sharif. Cause you know why though? The pole, the cherry. It was like a cherry on the top for me. Nah, I feel you. I nah, feel I like, nah, Sharif. Jay Sharif. Shout out to Jay Sharif, and she's. I had her time of, of of expressing herself, and and I embrace it so much because we need more queens to express more art. And we speaking about R and B. We speaking about how it has an uh, uh, impact on the culture, but. You was raised too. You was that that right there was a great storytelling. I, I appreciate that. So yeah. that's you gonna be on the lookout for that one. But today we gonna just quickly talk about just everything going on. This being in the climate of what's going on right now in the twenty first century, being a person of African descent, like it's so many things to talk about. And when it's, whatever is present to you right now, I just want to hear both y'all thoughts. Oh. Um. Go, I mean, ladies first. Got it. Right, right. <laughs> um, but uh, this world, I mean, we've been living in disarray for, you know, how many years? You know, y'all could say three, four hundred, you know what I'm saying? Whatever those years might be. But I mean, that's just the world we live in. We've been living in something crazy. And even some people call this hell for how long? You know what I'm saying? So. You just gotta look at the world as it is and say, what, you know, what can I do to make it better? And, you know, I think that's kind of what our story should be, you know, from here on out for the, you know, as long as we live, you know what I'm saying? But what's the, what's the change though? Like, I feel like, you know, change is something that comes slow, you know? Progress is the end, is the end goal, but like, what's the, what do you feel like we need to do? Like, do you have, I, cause I feel like the first, Oh, the first form of change is being aware of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be aware of the problem to have any solution or any, like, you know, forward towards it. So being aware of the problem, it is. I feel like with black people today, we have to hate racism more than we hate each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Once we get that mentality, once we get that foundation, we'll be able to be so angry. It's going to be a bloodshed, like the words of Tupac said. Like, it's going to be... What it is right now, probably more intense. Right. So, like, how do you feel about just being aware of it? Like, being aware of it, like, and how you feel about it? Like, what's the first steps after being aware of the problem? And what is the problem? Both of y'all, like, it's, it's so many different problems in the black community and being black in America, being black in the world, being African descent right now. But, like, what do you feel like is the problem? Y'all. For me... Honestly, I feel like black women are the bottom of the barrel, and I feel like that's something we have to work on. 
I feel like us as a people are never gonna go nowhere until we learn to put, not necessarily black women first, but on a, the pedestal that we deserve. It's crazy because I was I was like shout out shout out to um, Jennifer McLean, stand with Jennifer, still sharp and still went out there recently. Me and my co-founders, we went out there to protect her, but. It's sad that the African woman has to live in a world where they don't listen to them. Yeah. I said that in the last episode, like, y'all can't voice y'all pain because y'all can't be heard, you know what I'm saying? So it's already a disadvantage being black, mm. but being a black a woman. woman. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so like, how you feel about that? Like just being a black woman in America or being a black woman from Brooklyn or, you know. I'm not gonna hold you. Like me, being a black woman from Brooklyn, it's no, it's no better flex. Like nobody can't tell me nothing. That's that's how I feel. Cause we from Brooklyn. Like you feel me? Cause we, we from, from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. You feel me? We from so, Brooklyn. <laughs> so like, I feel like there's I no better flex. Like, but like, it, I like, I feel like there's always this like shadow behind me. Like mm-hmm. I always feel like I have to look over my shoulder, whether for everything. I got a question. Like, yes. Is, do you feel like that shadow was like looking out for you or you feel like that shadow was like haunting you? I feel like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's against me, but I, and I feel like I have to fight it. And like, I feel like that's, that, that's how everybody but why like, have it in its own is a fight. And like, okay. that's just my fight, have, being a woman and okay. a black woman on top of that. Okay. Like, that's my fight. That's your baggage. Yeah. So like, it's something I have to deal with every day. Mm-hmm. Like as and as black men do too. Like I understand yeah. y'all struggle. I'm not over yeah. here trying to like deflect from that at all. Right. You feel me? Like because I feel like the moment I started talking about it, it was like it's what well black men and then I'm not trying to deflect from none of that. Everybody has their own story. Yeah, I feel like black women, like like I said, we're the bottom of the barrel, we're not listened to. I feel like there's no fight for the black woman while black women are fighting for y'all. That's now, I, was gonna I feel ask like you, those are the problems within our... When you were talking about that shadow, do you ever felt as a black woman that you're protected from us? That's our job, right? That's, isn't that our due diligence as black men to protect mm-hmm. black women? Mm-hmm. Are you confident that when you walk down the street with all this, the common of sex trafficking and the common of just black people just being killed like it's a purge outside, are you confident in that when you're walking down the street or when you're going home late from work, yeah, you're protected. By other black men? Mm-hmm. No. And that bothers me. It should. That that bothers me. But before it bothers you, it should bother us. Yeah, right. that's how I feel. Like 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 I said, like we're fighting for y'all and it's like there's no fight for us. And I'm not I know there's black men because you know because everybody wanna come at me and be like, well not all black men. I know, like I like you feel me? I like I acknowledge those black as as a woman, I don't feel comfortable walking can I can I acknowledge something Mm -hmm. so you know you spoke on how black men you know you don't feel like you're protected Mm -hmm. by black men and as a black man I I apologize you know what I'm saying I apologize apologize. and like I I have to because I understand you know the black man struggle and why Mm -hmm. you know because we're demonized we're, we're, we think about self. So mm-hmm. men are, black men are selfish. A lot of us. Very. I mean, am, but I'm, why though? Am I lying? No, but, but where do you think it comes from? Where does that foundation come Slavery. Everything was, is because of slavery. Nah. <laughs> 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 no, but let's, realistically, they did create a system that oppressed in so many years that the science of it changed how we operate and we lost our self-worth mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. 
And like once you lose yourself, once you lose your where you from, you lose you lose everything. You lose your pride, you lose self worth, you lose confidence, you lose who you are as a person. You got nothing but to do is the you are obligated to just love whoever is in front of you in the forefront of the the normal European, you feel what I'm saying? Just like the white society. So it's just sad that like we as a people, we lost who we was, you feel what I'm saying? But I'm sorry too, being a person of, like being a black man that, that I don't have that confidence to say that you are confident that when you're walking down the street, you're protected. It's sad though, you feel what I'm saying? Like I have aunts, I got mothers, you feel what I'm saying? I have cousins, I got homegirls, I got you. Why should you be walking down the street and not feel like you're protected? You feel what I'm saying? I feel like everything starts at home, similar to racism. You feel what I'm saying? So, what's the gap that needs to get filled for the for these young kids of African descent, these young men, to protect y'all and and your, and your daughter, like and our daughter? You feel what I'm saying? What do you yeah. feel like is the gap? But you see how you said my daughter and mm-hmm. that's a problem within a lot of black households. Okay. Okay, break that down for me. Like the lack of the. Not necessarily male figure, because like I had brothers, so I had male figures. Like, and my brother raised me to be a queen, so okay. you feel me? But like the lack of fathers, I feel like me. Fortunately, I had that. My brother didn't allow that to mm-hmm. bother him or like not give him the like structure to get to, to, right. to guide me. But like I do know, like in a lot of other families, because you know we all don't live in the same bubble. So I do know in a lot of other families, the lack of the father, like that father figure does affect it. Like, can I say something? Mm-hmm. The biggest problem of the African race in America mm-hmm. is the absence of the black father. Isn't that crazy? The absence of the black father is one of the biggest issues because once you kill the black family, mm-hmm. you destroy them. After You got to think about it. In the 60s, 50s, 60s, it's... Like college was wasn't what it is back then. Like in the sixties and seventies, no, in the fifties and sixties, a lot of our ancestors, our grandmothers and grandfathers, they was working at factories. You know what I'm saying? They was working at making money with pension. You know, industrial education, mm-hmm. which is what Booker T. Washington embraced. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like once in the seventies, they the value of having a black father or just the absence of it destroyed. Think about Reaganomics. That's yeah. Facts. And and we can't overlook the fact that black the the, the the black male figure in the household is very losing that causes issues in the home. But we can't lose we can't lose the fact that as the father and as the head of the household, there are more than there's more than one way for them to be pulled away from the family. You know? The the stereotype the stereotype shows fathers as being Cheaters, thieves, mm-hmm. gamblers, people who stay away from, from vices, as opposed to the fact that sometimes the black male figure is just out of the house doing what he needs to do, and mm-hmm. there's just so much of it to do that he yeah. can't be home with the child. Yeah, I to feel be like home with, to home, be home with mom. You know, I feel saying? like with that, like that just shows that black people aren't allowed to be human. Mm-hmm. Like, like sometimes, like the black father's not there just like simply because shit didn't work out. Like. Simply because of that, like you feel me? There's just no time. And like it's like we're not allowed to be human. Like the moment there's like no father in the household, you ain't got no father in the house. The household is like this, and this, that, and third, and nah. And it's but like it's crazy though, like how you get judged. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. like and it's quick, and it's just because of our skin. Because if I was a little white girl, y'all wouldn't think that my father wasn't in my life for any of those reasons. Nobody like, oh, would. What happened to him? But let's like, talk about 
what the absence of the black father does to the kid or the girl. Let's talk about that. So me, I feel like I was fortunate enough to have my father. He didn't live in me every single day, but I was fortunate enough to have him in my life where he, you know, helped me and he helped me become a man and he developed me to a better person. Um, so I appreciate it. Shout out to my pops. Shout out to every, all the fathers in here. Shout out to all the fathers in here. I'm saying so. Shout out to shout out to everybody, my pops, my mom. Shout out to everybody and shit. So my father, he taught me the ropes. But like, let's say if I didn't have that father, you know what I mean? I wouldn't know how to become a man. I wouldn't know how to become to defend myself, how to treat a woman, to know the self worth of a man, the foundation of becoming a man. You know what I'm saying? From discipline, from character, from behavior, from everything, from etiquette, just just the things that you need to know. So what do you feel like, like? It does to that kid not having a father though. Cause at the end of the day, like I'm not saying in all cases the mother is there, but in majority of cases, like the black mom is there. For me. Not all cases. Not all cases. So, not all cases. But, so I've so I've worked with kids before and don't talk about it. and you know, I've worked with them on behavior and different, you know, thought patterns and processes to learn things. And honestly to to answer your question. Don't listen. Uh Really, all, all that does, the removing of a figure, ma mother or father, is lessons. The child is just missing lessons that they can learn through a parent, that they, that they should learn through a parent, as opposed to having to take the time to learn it themselves. Mm. So that's why... That's, that's why guidance. Exactly. It's, it's guidance. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't have guidance, you got to bounce through this world and taking your licks. Facts. And if you and, and if you can, you know, if you smart enough to navigate without taking licks, then you know, kudos to you. You got a high IQ. But if you struggle, you struggle. You know what I'm saying? But thank like you, you for still... mentioning the mother though too, because when that little queen, that little princess lose their mother, that impactfully affects them too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So shout outs to all the mothers out there. Like just the presence of I, that's that, that's another thing we can speak about too. Just like with the black community, I think one of the biggest things we need to tackle is family. Like I was speaking to my one of my best friends, Brian, which is a co-founder, and um, we was really embracing like a video we seen, and the video was about the God just not incorporating, but making sure that he utilized everybody in his family, intimate family, mother, father, you know, like. Everybody that was close, even outside of family, all the relatives, right? But like, they had their own business, you feel me? They got their own like, black creations. And I feel like one of the issues, even even besides the absence of the black father, is that, you know, that, that attainability of, you know, the economic power, you feel what I'm saying? So having, you know, breaking the economic power, you know, getting to financial literacy, having black owned businesses and shit. So I feel like with us, you know, we don't have that, but why not the black family utilize everybody? You know what I'm saying? Like, think about it, because a lot of other religions do it. You know what I'm saying? The Jewish community in Brooklyn, New York, the dollar goes around eight times before it leaves out our economy. Why we don't have normal education or proper education to teach each other that we need to keep our money flowing in our community? You know what I'm saying? That's another topic, but just the utilization of the black family, just imagine. Feel me? Imagine you, you your mother, your, you feel me? Like, I'm not saying everything, mom's here, but imagine you use everybody in your family to do something. I feel like, like, although you said, like, that's a different topic, I don't feel like that is. I feel like we're not going to get there, like, until 
we have the education. Like we can't work on that. Like we can't you can't start a business without knowing how a business runs. Yep. You feel me? So like like look at our inner city schools, they're trash, they're whack. We all went to them. You feel me? Like we have to work on the community within the schools. Like, cause like in the households, like everything starts at home and I do understand that, but like outside of home we had school. And reality is in the household things aren't always gonna be a hundred. hundred percent. So I feel like we have to work on the education aspect. Cause once you have the knowledge to do shit, you're gonna do shit. Like, and once that happens, then you can work on like the household. Like we're like we and like we're in the hood filled with depression and all these things. And that's I feel like that's one of the reasons why relationships don't work out as mm-hmm. often as they should in black communities mm-hmm. because we don't learn how to love each other. Preach talk. So like we have to learn, go through the education aspect and then to go into the households and be like, okay, so I know that I need to love you like this and you need to love me like this. And that's something we have to learn. And I feel like sometimes the household isn't where you can learn that. Mm-hmm. So once we get there, then it's going to be like, okay, so we have the knowledge to do this. I have the emotions and I'm emotionally stable and mentally stable enough to mm-hmm. do this. We can get to the business aspect and then we could circle that dollar. Talk, sister. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Just to, to piggyback off what you said, amazing as it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I just learned how to... <laughs> I just learned how to start loving people, you know, probably like four or five years ago. That's dope. You I'm know? still learning. And so. I and I just I just I just started acknowledging it. And you I appreciate your transparency too, like because nah, we don't we don't get enough, you know, we don't get enough time to acknowledge ourselves and our acknowledge our feelings. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because our feelings dictate our actions. Mm-hmm. So people always look at young black men, young black women always talk about, oh, why you so wild? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you, you're not seeing inside. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm trying to show you, but you're not, you're not witnessing, you're not understanding yeah. my emotions. You know what I'm saying? So when people speak about us, all they see is what we give off as opposed to what we're actually feeling. So being able to have that time to acknowledge yourself and to disseminate those feelings when we don't get it, that's when we explode. And and not to, you know, keep it on topic and just to bounce from what you're saying, I feel like in life, we're hijacked. Just being a, a normal person, let's not just forget race. 21st century, let's say September 5th, 2020, you're hijacked. There's so many distractions from me, from social media, from the individual battles that you face, but just with that, plus being a person of African descent, being black, that black man, being that black woman, this, uh, it's like, it's like triple, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I do want to speak about this. This, this is all, like, it all, it all is on one accord, but we all are black, obviously. And we all, you know, live where we work a different amount of jobs. So how do you guys feel about working in the blue collar world and knowing how to be silent or aggressive and not being like, not, it's, it's not normalized where black people are the crazy black woman, you know, or the the guy that, you know, got to represent for his culture, you feel me? So how do you guys feel about just the being in the blue collar world and working in those settings where if somebody said the N-word, you have to react then or a certain time because at the end of the day, you got to provide for your family. So how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm going to speak on that. Um, I know for a fact, me personally, I had to learn how to be aggressive at work when it came to any situation racially. Again. And 
it, it came with this, you know, Black Lives Matter movement. And I appreciate everything and all the visuals and all the teachings that, that have been provided because it made me jump into action at my job. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They're as they were asking for people to step up, create things to present. I had to step up. You know uh, I was last year? At what is that? Where I was at? At during we, yo where yo. That's interesting because, like, I don't like this is off camera and all. We ain't gonna talk about all that, but me and him had worked somewhere where I feel like the setting of the climate of racial and racial injustice was definitely present, and I experienced that occasionally consistently and, and persistently a lot but knowing how to go about it you know what i'm saying and it's crazy how comp his the company that we used to work for is doing things but it kind of goes back around full circle about life adapting only thing these companies is doing is just adapting that's like people taking down the confederate flag like you could take down the confederate flag but that don't mean that you're still not racist how do you truly feel you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's like these companies may adapt, but it's just it's just crazy. Like even if they adapt, it's coming from our company that we used to yeah. work at, my our mutual company. It's like wow, like, I didn't expect that. Mm -hmm. Knowing the things I faced every single day, but like I want to do, I, I do want to talk about like being that black woman, being that black man, you know, being a black woman and have to wear your hair a specific way because you may be judged, you know, or being a black woman and they looking at your nails and, and judging you off your culture. Being a black yeah, man ahead. and they are inherently jealous of your masculinity. You know, you being you being a strong man or your intelligence, you know, just how you are, your persona, your strength. It's so many avenues we can go to talk about it. And rolls out of your scalp. Is it it's unprofessional. Like that shit will never sit right with me. Trash. Like as y'all can see, short hair, blue, the nails. Mm -hmm. Like I'm 100% unprofessional. But like, fuck being unprofessional when a white girl does it and it's trendy. Talk about it. So why why is it accepting to her but not for you? Because of my skin. Exactly. Like that's that's literally what it boils down to. When I do it, it's ghetto. Like when I everything I like when I do it is ghetto and that's why I named myself the real ghetto poet. I, I, I love that. That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah, that's where that came from. It was like like I had like I had a friend who's some old time like you're mad ghetto, like you're mad ah uh, because uh, my oh your nails are mad long, you're ghetto. Why like all these colors in here, you're mad ghetto. Started dating a white girl who does the same shit and it was like, Oh, she's so different, she's that's so bullshit. cool. And like not to cut you off though, too. Still sharp and still if you look in the logo. It has the the king and the queen arm representing each other, but on the queen it has long nails, and on the king he has a tattoo. It says to never try the ultimate fail on the bottom long arm. But those nails is representing culture. How the fuck we are supposed to work in a society or be normalized where you can't you can't be yourself? And that's why it's very important for our educators for any forefront of people of African descent to. Uh, to just really master and just really embrace our culture, like I feel like, like boom, like let's talk, like it's another, it's so many things, but let's say like teachers, you know what I'm saying? A lot of teachers being white and stuff and being of European mm -hmm. European descent, it's not going to do so much of being a a black little kid because you do need to have somebody that relates to you. Mm -hmm. You know how could the fuck you? How the hell are you going to teach me and teach me the right things to become a better person? But you don't know where I come from. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? We're, we're meant to, like, we're forced to assimilate while still having to carry who we are around. And it's crazy because 
as we're just trying to be us, we still we're still looking at these teachers as you was talking about these principals coming up as we're growing. You know what I'm saying? If anybody who go to college, you know what I'm saying? Teachers, professors, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Counselors, and then you're looking at your boss when you get out. You know what I'm saying? You going going to work. You're looking at everybody, and nobody looks like you. And you have to be and jump into their culture. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important for the black presence of black businesses. Um, but first, people got some shit they want to talk about. So I don't know. I think you said you want to tell me about something. Yo. You know what I'm saying? So I think you went, we went recently. Yo, I had experience. Uh, so I went down to D.C. for the the new million, million Man March. Yo, that's crazy. What day was it? Please inform me. It was it was on uh, it was a Friday, and it was the twenty seventh. No, August twenty seventh. August twenty eighth. I apologize. I thought because I thought the twenty eighth was a Saturday. So when it turned out to be on Friday, it fucked me up a little bit. <laughs> nah, but it's crazy though because I thought that specific you know event, this, the 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 um, the boycott, the, the march. Was gonna be second week or first week of um, August, mm -hmm. of Black August, but I'm kind of really angry with myself, bro, because I recently came from Charlotte and I met some good oh, guy. For me, I met the guy and he was telling me about the march, and I'm like, "Yo, DC, not that far from where I'm at. It's right. really quick. It's really convenient. So I'm gonna get out there." And you know, since I started, since everything been going on, I did 12 marches straight. And tell me about that experience, bro. Like, I need that. I need that. That's grateful. Yeah. I need first that. of all, I mean. Gotta acknowledge the twelve marches in a row because that's that. that's heavy. That's you know what I'm that, saying? Because I went to two in a row and I said, "Yo, I'm tired. Ah, <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired." <laughs> like, yo, yo, I was like, yo, I'm tired. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I was in Brooklyn, bro. I I can say this: with all the twelve protests, I seen everybody house in Brooklyn, bro. I didn't went every block in Brooklyn. Every all right, let's not say block. That's OD. Yeah. But I guarantee you, in all 12 now, I went to every neighborhood, bro. I went over to the stars. Crown Heights, Flatbush, downtown, Williamsburg, and did a shit all over again. Yo, that shit is tired, bro. And listen, I'm a man. Me and my girlfriend, we had a little video of talking about like skin regiment. And just being a black man, we don't really get that praise. We don't really, you know, really, really show the vibe. You know, it being important. You know what I'm saying? Back to the whole shit. Like, my feet was hurting, bro. Like, the whole shit. Then my feet my was feet fucked up. <laughs> my feet was wild. So shout outs to shout outs to Divine Action. Shout outs to um like all the all the fraternities and, and sororities out there. Shout outs to just every single individual. Um and I just want to spec and just highlight just the fact that they came out. You know, we had a black march. Mm. I know you're gonna go back into the DC shit. Yeah, so, like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Like real quick, like so one of my uh, my frat brothers, one of my closest man, he um he's really about the Black Pride and um, Brace Devon Action and Gerald, um but he held he was we was able to be fortunate enough to see him held a um, Black March started from Best Out of Hub of the Black Panthers in Brooklyn, okay, and um we was we traveled throughout the whole um Brooklyn, but what we did was, cause I feel like the problem is every time there's an issue in our society. They normalize, they put other issues before us, and we need to be in the forefront of our issues. Yes. So I think, I think like what everything that was going on with the protests, it was just a lot of men there. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, a lot of people of European European descent, but they wasn't black people there in the front of their protests. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't have other people try to re represent your issues when it's your story. If right. that makes sense. So shout out to um Gerald. We was able to held the only black march in the beginning of the whole set. So listen. 
this is our problems. All simplified. This is our problems. Let us be in the front of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying go home, but don't be in the front of it. And I don't know if I seen a clip when Denzel Washington played Malcolm X and a white reporter was like, you know, if you are a part of, if I'm a white person, I'm a part of the black community, how can I help? You can't. I, I, I don't I think don't so. I don't necessarily do Why not though? You so. need allies. Let's talk about it. You need allies. Yeah. You, like, I'm not going to hold you. <laughs> White people have privilege that we don't have. True. And them being our allies, they can use that privilege to help. They they get listened to before us. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And if they're genuinely helping us, like, like if they're genuinely helping us, why not take it? Like, well, what help do you need from them though? A lot. A lot uh, more than you think. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I want to know. All right. So first, for me, at least from what I see in the world, uh, we already took uh, a couple of steps behind. So if we can have a couple of homies on the other side taking a couple steps away, why not? What do you mean by that? Though? Elaborate. All right. So it, like you was talking about the marches. Fact. And... I kind of had, when I went to my second march, I've been to a few more than two, uh, but I, like when I went to my second march, it was led by a black woman, a very young black woman, and I appreciated her. And we had words. And the rest of the march was pretty much between, you know, European descent, uh, uh, Hispanic. Uh, it, it was just a mix of non black. Americans, African Americans, whatever you want to call it, our diaspora. You feel me? Yeah. And I felt some type of way, and I looked to my man's shout out Klaus. Shout um, out Klaus. You know, check his music. K K one. Shout out to yours too. Yeah. Get right back into yo, it. Yo, yo, don't worry. Shit is dropping. Shit is dropping. <laughs> I'm be on, yo. If y'all have me, I'm gonna be on another one. Oh, you, this is this. You are still shopping still. Feel me? We make each other better. Feel me? Love, Every time I, when I met you, bro, like this is real. Like, this is organic. Before we go back into it, like I kind of got my motto and my my platform, like essential motto from this guy right here. We met at an MLK event. He said something about just the embracement and worshiping of the elite and like having it meet mediocrity and like why the average person can't be excellent. And I just took that and made, you know, a platform where black excellence meet black mediocrity. So shout out to my boy Shelter. Shout out to Shell. It's it's still shop still for me. That's love for me because you show me something that I always embrace. And like just going back into it, like it's crazy, bro. Yeah. So when you have these people leading your march, told they me. don't look like you, you gonna feel some type of way. But like I said. Shout out to my man, Klaus. He said to me, right when I looked at him, before I even wanted to even ask the question, I looked at him and he knew what I was thinking. He was just like, yo, you, you know this is good, right? Like, them being here, but that, yeah. means they're, that means they're doing more than just watching. Mm-hmm. So if you, I, and, and, it, mm-hmm. and it was in a, a predominantly white hispanic neighborhood, neighborhood. demographic yeah, yeah, yeah. Dem- the demographic change so you when you see a march for black lives matter and it's all it's all you know it's all white or it don't look like us you 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 can't get upset 
you, you got to just pay attention and say, all right, well, why? Why is it like this? And if it makes sense, mm -hmm. then you can let it go. And you'll be like, yo, this is added, this is helping the cause. But if it don't make sense, that's when you can question it. You can be like, yo, all right, I, I, I see a problem with this. And you can address it. Got it, got it, that's true. I feel like you either with me or you against me. That's a fact. And that's what it boils down to. So like, when I feel like, like we said, we don't get listened to as much as At we all. should. So if there's people who look like the, the opposite team actually on our side, they're going to listen to them before they listen to us. So like, if you're like, if you're genuinely there to help, like, like I said, you either with me or you against me. If you genuinely there to help and you're really for the cause and you not just in your house and like blatantly being racist because at this point if you're racist you're choosing to be yeah you're, there's no reason there's this much knowledge <laughs> no awesome shit there's and no reason there's this much all knowledge this, all this bullshit that's what i'm saying like you can't be hearing all these all these podcasts you can't be seeing all the everything on the news you can't be being told by your own family and friends at to work. still sit here and at have that opinion too. You, you feel me? That's what I'm saying. Like, at this point, like, I understand everyone lives in a different bubble, but sometimes that bubble got to pop. And a lot of people's bubbles been popping. They built their bubble right the fuck back up. Mm -hmm. So, like, at this point, <laughs> if you're racist, like, you're choosing to be. So, if you're... I love that, though. Yeah. But at the same time, you are choosing to be. But a lot of white households, a lot of European households, a lot of near to door households... And part of them disrespect me. It is what it is. It is what it is. Because y'all done did it to me. We're going to do it back. But... In regards to those households, they taught at home. So, what do you tell the lady, the clip that you've seen on, on the social media, on the socials, where it's a white mother and her son and her daughter was wearing Confederate flags to swimming? Like, they are having a, a KKK parade in front of us. I done been in Virginia and Kentucky and lost on everything. This is transparent. I ain't even tell my best friend this. I was in Kentucky one time, lost. With me and my family driving around, mm -hmm. and I swear to God, one of the scariest times of my life. And I'm happy I'm here today to talk to y'all. You know what I'm saying? It's real mm -hmm. shit. But all them flags I seen driving is night, 11, 8, 11 p.m., 12 a.m. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to a hotel and people looking at me weird in Kentucky. The the the, the hub, the mother pearl of the the Confederacy. You know what I'm saying? So how do you feel about that? I believe you know which battles to fight and you know which ones to drive past. You know what I mean? Hey, we got to look. When it goes down to it, like. I'm lying. Like, that's one of those, like, I'm not going to lie. If I drive something past that, I'm going to be in my car like, damn, but let's get out of here. Like, you feel me? But, like, if you're the type, though, because, like, although that's the case, I'm also willing to die over my brothers and sisters. Okay. You feel me? Like, although that, like, I'm like, I will, I will, I will sit here and like think about my battles before I go into them. But like, when it comes down to it, every battle can go bad. Yeah, race like, for me. I, I think, I think any battle, any conflict, you gotta walk into it with uh, respect and understanding. Because if you don't respect them, you're not gonna take them serious, and mm -hmm. they don't. You some, some gonna go down. You're not gonna be prepared for. And if you don't understand who they are, then you'll never be able to get past what's really frustrating y'all in the cause of conflict. So I feel like respect and understanding will really cause you to say, okay, well, I'm in Kentucky. You know what I'm saying? For me, it was, I'm, in, I'm out in Long Island. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm out east. Shout out to Valley Stream or east. Yo, nah, it was deep. It was Oyster Bay, that shit. Yo, that's 
had a nigga pull a rifle on me. You got pulled over? Nah, it was it was a resident. Do you want to speak about it? I it too I, much. No, nah, whatever I mean, you want to do. No, nah, I speak on it. I speak on it. So I mean, it's just the world we live in. You know, I was holding my man's down. He was DJing an event. I was being the equipment manager for a little bit, and on my way there, because I, I had to drive separately, I was coming from something else. On the, on the way there, the GPS takes me to a certain house. Mm -hmm. I don't see no cars, I don't see no, you know, I don't see nothing, no music, no fence, no lights, nothing. So as I'm calling people, I'm texting people, you know what I'm saying, somebody knock on my window. So I said, all right, cool. Like, wind down the window, get off my property. It's like, what? Yo, sir, uh, I'm just looking for a party. Is there any chance you heard any music? I said, get off my property. As he said it the oh, second shit. time, I'm looking up and I on his shoulder, I see a, a rifle. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And long story short, I said, all right, cool. <laughs> I'm gone, wound up the window and dipped. And from then on, I was just like, yo, I never want to go into uh, those, those areas. Yeah, like yeah. there's just no point of me being out there if that's how people feel about my presence. Because I know for a fact, if I was little Miss Debbie sitting, you know what I'm saying, blonde hair, blue eyed, mm -hmm. I'd be there. He'd be like, oh, how can I help you? You need some help? You look lost. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and it goes down to what you said earlier, real quick, not to cut you nah, off. go yeah. ahead. It's just the foundation of love. Mm -hmm. Race or not, black, white, orange, blue, green, tequila. <laughs> I'm saying like, if we love each other, you feel what I'm saying? If we loved each other, it don't matter what race, it wouldn't matter. You know what I'm saying? But how are we gonna love each other when we were conditioned to hate ourselves? And that's what's been impressed to us. Let's talk about it. So now we was on the, the subject of so I just wanna say this real quick, we can go back to that, but just the 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 protest and you know, people of European descent European descent being in front in the forefront sometimes and the integrational the integrate the integration of crowds, just the black and white all together. Mm -hmm. I just feel like with people of African descent, we need to learn how to self-segregate. For example, I mm -hmm. live in Brooklyn, Crown Heights, the Jewish people in Kingston, Kingston, you know what I'm saying? We all know them. But us, we need to know how to like, just get, get back that, you feel what I'm saying? And like get back to self-segregating because the Jewish do it, you feel me? All these religions do it. Why can't we self-segregate and put out like you know what you know it's crazy? I spoke to my I'm in a fraternity, shout out to my 88, one of my mentors, and I spoke to him about like what's the solution? Simple question. And he got something from somebody else. I don't know who he is, shout out to him. But he said one of the solutions is self-segregating. Imagine all black people went to one state. It would be insane. We would own so much power. This this country wouldn't know what to do with us. I've been thinking about that for such a long time, and I've had arguments with people because people always want to tell me that if we stay in these communities where these systems are being enacted, that we can break the systems and then change them. But anybody ever heard about a habit? It's harder to break a habit that's been started than to start a new one. Even before you was here. Exactly. So if if people are telling me that I need to stay and break the system as opposed to going somewhere else mm -hmm. and just starting a new one, if I can start from scratch, why ain't we doing that? 
that's one of my goals. I wanna, I wanna gentrify a neighborhood. Like I say that all the time. You know how rich you gotta be to be a black person what to if, gentrify. Whatever the black version of that. Like, whatever the black no, version. She's gonna do it. Yo, that's what I want. Like I'm trying to go into somebody neighborhood, put some corner stores on the block, like and like you feel me all that. Like What's that's that's my trading tools. Like that's every that's. Shout out to one United Bank too. You know we need to get back to this is another topic. We gonna go bounce around, but. This black everything. Mm -hmm. Support y'all black owned businesses. Even the fact that they are not punctual, even the fact they're not organized, and that's the another problem we gotta deal with. But still gotta problem. give them time. They can start it out. You, everything is trial and error. Like having a new business is trial and error. These businesses, Gucci and all, they've been around for years. It's just like everything is taken away from us. So why not support us? Stop competing with each other, you feel what I'm saying? Like embrace each other, you know, highlight each other, love each other, mm -hmm. which we lost. So how do you feel about that? I'm not going to do this might be a little controversial, but I'm not going to support you just for the simple fact that you're black. I'm not going to lie. Like, but what I'm, is it though? Is it because you just like the person? No, like with the R. Kelly situation, I'm not going to lie. Like I, being a black woman, being like, I, I can't, I can't rock with that. Okay. Like one thing is that like, I do know how to separate the art from the artist. But like I like, like I'm an artist, so like I do know how to separate the art from the artist. Because even me, like some shit, I be writing like you can't take that and be like, oh yeah, that's my bop. That may not be my bop. That could have just been how I felt in that moment. In the moment, you feel me? Yeah. Like you feel me? So I know how to separate the art from the artist. But I feel like one of the issues we have as a community is not telling each other when we're wrong. Mm -hmm. Like that's why we so have all these, yeah, like we like, like oh, look at all these like things that happen within own. the household. Like, like there's a lot of secrets that happen on, in the black household and nobody takes accountability for it. Right. No one gets penalized for it. Right. And that's because nobody is willing to be like, oh, it's like, oh, I don't want to tear another black brother down. That nigga need to be brought down. Like, yeah. I, like when it comes no down how, to it. No matter how, like, brother or not, if you, and you, uh, what I'm learning too is it's just a separate. I'm gonna you gonna let you go, King, but it's real quick. Just just separating the art from the artist. That I mean, like what he did, you know, or separating this decision making from a person. Because there's a lot of bad people, but a lot of people are not bad. They just make bad decisions. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Race and not bad race, like whatever it is, social injustice, whatever it is. People just make bad decisions. But I just feel like I like I support you for not supporting him just because you don't want to. Yeah, now I'm not gonna lie. Step in life, come on, love. Step in the name of love, come on at somebody's wedding. I'm gonna have to step to step inside the side, like all of that. Like I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get up in there. Like, I'm not gonna. That's what I know how to separate the art from the artist. But nigga, you dare wrong. Like, okay, how you feel about that? You feel about that? Yeah, wrong though. You feel me? I'm gonna tell you, you dare wrong. That's a buck though. But like, you dare wrong. Oh man, y'all are jokes. Nah, but yo, real shit. I feel like if we if we were to take down our own when they fucking up, mm -hmm. we would be able to rehabilitate and build back up. Mm -hmm. Can I get a toast? Ah, uh, yeah, we gonna take like, a shot. I, I, like I like that. I like that. Oh, like God that. damn it, Gina! Mm -hmm. Sheesh. Real That's shit. the one right there. Rehabilitate. Because Facts. what they give us today, what they give us today <laughs> is prison. Mm. So. And that's not rehabilitation at all. Go ahead, rehabilitate. Re go ahead into the jungle, not even the jungle, because the city is the jungle. Yeah, like we don't know what that is. Go into <laughs> go go into this this unexplored. Nobody talks about. Nobody really knows or shares how it really yeah. is on the inside. Go here, 
become this person who you don't even know anymore. Mm, that's mean right there. That's, that's then, what it is, though. And then come out and try to acclimate to the world that you used to know, but now it's different, it's different. because it's a different time. Mm-hmm. Then you're not really learning much, so you're not even as yourself evolving to even be ready for it when you come out. All you think about is survival, and now you're, you're, you're thrown into a world where... Where you have to do nothing but survive because you don't know shit. And that, and not to cut, not to, not to just go around the topic, but I think that's what racism is. Sorry, this thing for anybody, for anybody, but I don't think what we going through is racism. I think it's a survival warfare. Like mm -hmm. that's just another topic. I don't want to get too real. You know, mm -hmm. but like I no. feel like it's a survival warfare, bro. Yeah, so, if you if you want, yeah, I want to see what you, if you want to go, go there, we can go there. I'm going off energy, my I'm boy. Saying, I feel like it's my boy. Yo. I feel like there's more than one problem within America, and racism is not the only problem. There's a classism problem, oh. and it's like people people feel like because you're white, you can't be broke. Mm. It's a lot, yo. Like you feel me? Like there's, there's like we we talk about the hood, and when we think about the hood, is all right. It's predominantly black, but there's trailer parks, and oh, it's a bro. bunch of white people. Yeah, seen you feel now. me? Now, like so, we Definitely. like we're we, we're thinking about us, and like it's just us. Like we're like we we're like. We're at the bottom of the barrel, period. And that's because, like, we, because we're black, we came from slavery. Our jobs came on the field, became, like, field work, then factory work. So, like, we we already down as far as classism. we at the bottom. Yeah. Like, we forget about these white people. And I, I, that's why I say we need these allies. Because when white exactly. people be like, when white people be like, nah, the hood need this. We need better school systems. We need this, that, and the third. We're not going to have no us. choice but to do it into the... <laughs> Into the, black neighborhood, into the black neighborhood, into the black neighborhood, because it's all the same class. How many times we looked for the help, though? That and we're get, like, look at you can't progress. stop searching. It's progress. Look, at a point searching. in time, at a point in time, there was no white people at these marches. Remember, there was there was March. Twenty twenty wasn't the first time there were these marches. No, and yeah, now there's shit. and now there's like we was just talking about. It was mad white people. There was a point in time there was no white people at these marches, and if they were, they were there to fight. Yeah, real shit. That I, I'm and I, and I don't mean to disrespect nobody. But you about to say Bernie Sanders? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. No. Nah, but for real, yeah, it's funny. It's love, King. It's yeah, love. That's it. You know, in my opinion, and and I don't want to ruffle feathers, but like that's the tired attitude. You know what I'm saying? Being able to say and look and be like, "Yo, we don't need them." It's just like, nah, like. What's the goal? If you don't know the goal, what you really fighting for? Are we trying to jump together? Are we segregated? Are we? What are we doing? I just want to say something real quick. Why the uh, why the cops that um, that killed Breonna Taylor still alive? Why arrest them niggas? Why they not? Hold on, because I'm about Let's to get mad dirty. in a second. Let's talk dirty. Arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. Yo, that could have been my, I'm sister, to my mother. That could have been you. That could have been God forbid, be anybody. This is why I needed to be part of the People just come <laughs> in your crib and to kill you for nothing? Are you serious? Why they not arrested, bro? Like, this shit is sad. And we need to speak about it. Shout out to Tamika Mallory. Shout out to Myson. Shout out to um, Until Freedom. Shout out to all these Divine Action. Shout out to um, Sunny Stuyvesant. Like, shout out to all these creations shout out to your brand your brand you feel me like that's trying to put us in progress because it's fucked up the thing about brianna taylor that gets me mad the most is because they tell us come fly mm. put your hands up let me say something my best friend said she was sleeping let me say something my best friend said it's crazy that as black people we not look we just only looking for just justice mm -hmm. instead of just being angry 
it's it's only just equality that we want. If instead we of acted just, the way they make us out to seem, talk dirty. Shit would be fucking lit. The yeah. anim- if we acted like the animals, they make us out to be the animals that they so claim to be scared of, because you know they only scared of yeah. our skin. If we were really these animals that they make us out to be, shit would really be lit. Because I'm not gonna lie. We need to start shooting back and be them animals. And fuck everybody that wrote the Constitution. Fuck Alexander Hampton. Fuck Thomas Jefferson. I don't care. Because at the end of the day, when y'all build this Constitution, this amendments, all these things that you created, only thing that you created was us for us to hate each other. Before we get out of here, I do want to say I appreciate the power of gratitude. Y'all my kings, y'all my queens, y'all my brothers and sisters. And, you know, Shell, he got a, a different place in my heart, especially with Still Shopper Still. So I just want to give him the shirt, you know, show him that I appreciate yeah. his love, you know. Appreciate it. But now, nah, before we get out of here, we got like a couple seconds and stuff. So I do want y'all to talk real quick. You can talk real quick with me and March. Talk about your socials and likewise with you because your poem was. I'm, I'm going to make it quick because, you know, I want to hear that. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um, I went down to D.C., uh, me and my mans, and uh, it was a different kind of experience that I feel like if you can try to watch it on YouTube, try to get something from it because even if y'all was able to experience probably, I don't know, like 20% of what we saw, you guys would be touched. There were people everywhere, everywhere, masked up, spaced out, but everywhere. It was crazy. We heard speeches, Al Sharpton was there. He was the keynote speaker. We heard Jacob, Jacob, Jacob Blake, cool. his pops was there, his family was there speaking. A whole bunch of Word? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, his family was there. A whole bunch of other families was there speaking. And not only that, there was a whole bunch of different organizations, but you know, because of time, yo, there was yo There was so many, bro. I yo, just go ahead, try to watch something, but I'm, I'm gonna pass it over because Nah nah, shout them out. You got a couple seconds, shout out what you shit one more time and then go right to the J. Yo, yo. Be on the lookout, Hypercane Group, LLC, Shelter. Be on the lookout, he about to be on the scene. Yeah, I got I'm the daughter of a black man, and his life matters. He got him a black son and three daughters. What are we gonna do if his life is taken too soon by a man in blue that looked at him in his suit and still called him a goon? What the fuck are we gonna do if his life is taken too soon? I'm the sister of a black man, and his dream shouldn't be shattered. He got a whole life ahead of him, but his life doesn't matter. Hasn't met the right woman yet. Hasn't bought my mother her dream crib. Hasn't had a kid of his own, and we don't know if he ever will because there might be a bullet waiting to go through his dome, shot by a white man afraid of his melanin and not the weapon he does not own. I'm afraid because I'm the friend of a black man who drives nice cars so the cops keep harassing him. A nigga from the slums with a couple funds, so he gotta be a thug selling drugs when he just comes from a good family that raised him with love. I don't get it. Is it that my black kings are doing better than your sons? Is it that my black kings are loved even when they're fucking up? Is it because they have a natural strength that you cannot possess? Is it because the son hates you while it, while it loves them? Tell me. Somebody gotta tell me why. Cause one day I'll have me a black son and over him a pick gonna die and that's words to my mother.